Much of Europe continues to be hit by icy weather with strong winds and powerful storms causing traffic chaos. The news from RTHK. Most smokers know that secondhand smoke can kill their close family members and friends. I'm no exception. There's a health warning on the pack, and my best friends have strongly advised me to quit smoking. But it just slips my mind. Well, I have no excuse. But I can still choose to protect myself and my loved ones. Get help. Call the quit line on 1833183 to quit smoking now.
Welcome to the Juice. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Juice. Judd Boaz with you all morning long here on the show. Bit cold out in fine Hong Kong this morning. 15 degrees, 92% relative humidity. A uh, bit of fog rolling over the uh, mountains here at Kowloon Tong at Broadcast Drive. If I look over the mountains, I can see uh, a little bit of fog. So I'm going to play a song that fits in with that theme. But plenty coming up on the show. Cruzan McCalligan, Travi J, and of course Danny Hicks with sport, as well as taking your request, 233-88266. But let's get in the mood for some misty mountain hopping.
Brother, get the lead out. Led Zeppelin there, Misty Mountain Hop. I just felt like it would uh, really paint the image of what Hong Kong is like, especially looking up at Lion Rock at the moment. Lots of mist up on that Misty Mountain. Plenty of stuff coming up on the juice. Uh, Give us a call, 233-88266. Here's one by the XX. It's on hold. I don't blame you We got carried away I can't hold on To an empty space Now you've found A new start to orbit It could be love I think you're too soon to call us old When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold And every time I let you leave I always saw you coming back to me When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on To orbit, it could be love. I think you're too soon to call us so. When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold, and every time I let you leave, I always saw you coming back to me. When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold. I thought I had you on hold I thought I had you on hold 
live online. This is Radio 3. Coming up after midnight I smell your secrets And I'm not too perfect To ever feel this worthless How did it come down to this Scrolling through your call list I don't want to lose my pride But I'm gonna me up a- I know that I kept it sexy And know I kept it fun There's something that I'm missing Maybe my head for one What's worst? Looking jealous or crazy Jealous or crazy Or like being walked all over lately Walked all over lately I'd rather be crazy Hold up, they don't love you like I love you Slow down, they don't love you like I love you Back up, they don't love you like I love you Step down, they don't love you like I love you Can't you see there's no other man above you What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you Hold up, they don't love you like I love you Slow down they don't love you like I love you. Let's imagine for a moment that you never made a name for yourself. A master wealth, they had you labeled as a king. Never made it out the cage to lock that moving in them streets. Never had the baddest woman in the game up in your shades. Would they be down to ride now? They used to hide from your lie to you. But y'all know we were made for each other. So I find you and hold you down. Missing say, hold up. They don't love you like I love you. Slow down. They don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. It's such a shame. You let this good love go to waste. I always keep the top tier. Five star, sexy loving in the car. Like, make that wood, like, make that wood. Holly like a boulevard. What's worse? Looking jealous or crazy, jealous and crazy. Or like being walked all over lately, walked all over lately. I'd rather be crazy. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Oh, love, they don't love you like I love you. Oh, down, they don't love you like I love you. I hop up off the bed and get my swag on. I look in the mirror, say, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? I hop up off the bed and get my swag on. I look in the mirror, say, what's up? Beyonce there, hold up. Before that, the XX with On Hold. I know that's a little bit confusing. Alan gave us a call. He requested a song for a very special lady. This one goes out to Carrie Lamb. It's Paul McCartney and the Wings. Jet. 
five, six, seven a.m. Radio three. That one goes out to all the aunties that feel like dancing at a wedding. Not Bush City Limits. <laughs> Ike and Tina Turner. My goodness. Uh, got more music coming up. Body Moves by Dance. Got some Calvin Harris coming up after this. Ow! Hey. That's right. Oh! Side by side. Walking home, stumbling home.
will always stay You gotta know, you gotta know That I'm feeling this This week, World Vibes has two musical themes of note. First, our featured vinyl album from the archives, digitalized from celebrated Afrobeat master drummer Tony Allen, and some of the latest hot hits from a lot of places on the planet. All that's on Will Vibes with me, Pietro Le, this Saturday afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. on Radio 3. See you, Zach. Why wait to say, at least I did in my way. Lie way to face, but in my heart I understand. I made my move, and it was all about you. Now I feel so far removed. You are the one thing in my way. 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 You are the one thing in my way.
one thing in my way. You are the 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 one thing in my way. Calvin Harris there, my way to keep things rolling. Madonna, like a virgin.
Radio 3. Como, it's impossible before that. Madonna, like a virgin. If you have a request, 233-88266. Here's a little bit of justice off their latest album. It's called Fire.
executive will deliver his policy address in the Legislative Council on January 18th. The full text will be released simultaneously on the website www.policyaddress.gov.hk. Copies of the full text and a leaflet will be available at public inquiry service centres of district offices and at the footbridge entrance to the central government offices at Tamar that afternoon. You will also be able to collect the leaflet at major MTR stations, shopping centres and other selected locations.
Culture Club there with Karma Chameleon, this next one by a Swedish heavy metal band uh, where all the members wear masks to conceal their identities. In fact, no one knows who's even in the band. They've never even released their names publicly. I wonder how they get paid by the copyright office. I'm not quite sure. Here they are. It's Ghost with their song, Square Hammer.
five six seven a.m. Radio three. First of my kind. Before that, we had Ghost with Square Hammer. Your weather forecast today, cloudy to overcast with one or two rain patches, if you couldn't tell already. Windier and cooler as the week goes on. 15 degrees at the minute, 90% relative humidity. News coming up next. Stay tuned. France. While severe flood warnings are in place on England's east coast, freezing conditions are also continuing in the Balkans and Turkey. The news from RTHK. The Work Incentive Transport Subsidy Scheme is open for applications. Eligible persons can choose to apply on their own or as a household, whether they are working full-time or part-time. Application forms are available at Labour Department job centres, public inquiry service centres of the Home Affairs Department and Social Security field units of the Social Welfare Department or can be downloaded from the Labour Department website. For inquiries, please call 
Danny Mercer, who are you loving now? You're listening to The Juice on Radio 3. I did mention Cruz was going to be in this hour. I may have forgotten that she is not in town this week. Never matter. Still plenty more show coming up. Sans Cruz. Uh, she'll be back a little bit later in the month. However, we do have some more music on the way and some more announcements. Can't wait to get to them. Huey Lewis and the News. Hip to be square.
Huey Lewis and the news, 15 degrees at the minute, 91% relative humidity. Uh, so Trump's inauguration is coming up very soon, President-elect Donald Trump. And uh, he was having a little bit of a, a tough time finding some artists to play, because usually they have bands and, and whatnot to, to ring in the new president. And he was just having a real hard time uh, finding bands to play for him. And I know... Donald, I identify with you, I empathise with you, because, you know, sometimes when I call girls out for a date, they all seem to be washing their hair on the same night, uh, sometimes three nights in a row, if you can believe. Uh, so I know what it's like to have uh, people turn you down. Thankfully, uh, one band did step up to the plate and will be playing at Donald Trump's inauguration. Three doors down, here they are with Kryptonite. This one goes out to Mr. Donald.
Radio 3. Alabama Shakes don't want to fight. Got some Pharrell Williams coming up. If you have a request, I'd love to hear it. 233 is the number you can call. 
We'll be right back. there with Crave. You're listening to Radio 3. Got a call on the buzzer. How's it going? How's it going? I'll be right with you. I promise I will be right with you. Until then, here's Mariah Carey, who's been going... What's the opposite of going from strength to strength? From weakness to weakness after that New Year's debacle. Uh, Hopefully this recording is a little bit better. Mariah Carey with Fantasy.
Bill Evans was one of the most brilliant solo jazz piano players of all time, but he was also a gifted sideman. This week we'll hear what he added to the work of other players. I'm Charles Martin. Join me for two hours of sumptuous jazz featuring the one and only Bill Evans. That's 3 o'clock jump, Saturday at 3, here on Radio 3.
I tell you what, I've never actually been to Montana, but Dan Seals and Marie Osmond, they really do sell you on it, don't they? They really do. 233-88266. That's the number you can call if you want to request a song. I've personally requested myself, Al Green's Let's Stay Together.
Flight facilities there with foreign language featuring Jess. Got an 80s double coming right up for you. Talking heads, Paula Abdul after this. Remember her? Plus maybe government announcement. I have to do it in the middle. If you have a song request, 233-88266. Danny Hicks coming up in the next hour. We're talking sport. The World Cup is changing. Etc. As well as some tennis chat and the Premier League. All that and more after this.
The government has launched the I Learn at Home Internet Learning Support Program to provide affordable computers, internet access services, user support, and training to help students take up online learning at home. Students who are receiving the internet access subsidy can apply. For details, please visit the program portal www.ilearnathome.hk or contact your school.
Paula Abdul, Opposites Attract, here on The Juice. Time for some new music. This one by Ahmed Galab, better known by his pseudonym, Sinkane. He has a new album coming out next month. This is one of the lead singles off it. It's Sinkane with Telephone. Respect the German 
2am before that syncane with telephone it's going to be cloudy to overcast with one or two rain patches over the weekend towards midweek 15 degrees at the minute 88% relative humidity news up next okay exercise keeps you healthy preventing colorectal cancer keeps you healthy too people born from 1946 to 48 who hold a Hong Kong ID card can enroll in the government's colorectal cancer screening pilot program for a subsidized fecal occult blood test. To join the program, look out for clinics with the program logo or find the list of participating doctors at www.colonscreen.gov.hk. Just as Lisa Wang and Alan Tam say, take action now.
Cruiser there with Kidnap Me, joined in the studio by Danny Hicks. Danny, uh, I thought it was cold. You think it's just uh, lovely weather? This is like an English summer, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, you Aussies are soft, aren't you? We, I mean, mate, we are, we are. If it was this temperature where I come from in England, we'd all be on the beach in our shorts... It's inhumane. Flip flops or our thongs, as you would say, down under. Fog coming up, coming up broadcast drive. It was, it was unseemly. I had to take my jacket off. It was that warm. (laughs) Honestly, it's very humid. Uh, oh, it's quite funny seeing everybody on the MCR though with their puffer jackets on and their scarves and their woolly hats. And their thermals. Yeah. It's what is it now? Fifteen degrees. It's nothing. <laughs> I feel the chill. I'm just saying it's more humid in this, these part of the tropics. But anyway, it's good football weather, isn't it? It is good football Sorry, weather. We but uh, football? something that might get you a little bit fiery is the uh, announcement: there are going to be 48 teams in the World Cup. Yeah, I was I was over the moon about that, as you might imagine. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. Well, look how much more stuff, the World Cup. How much I mean, more stuff you'll have to write basically, about? Basically, the, what they've done, FIFA, in their wisdom, has said this week: <laughs> here's the new criterion for qualifying for a World Cup. Have you got a national flag? Have you got a national anthem? Have you got a football team? And more importantly, have you got a ball? Okay, then turn up. I mean, this is what it's coming down to, isn't it? 40, I mean, basically a quarter of the nations in the world, are, or football nations anyway, are going to qualify for the World and Cup. And the, the thing is, it's the World Cup finals. It's supposed to be the best of the best when you get there. People are supposed to qualify for it. It's not a participation yeah. award, is it? Well, it's interesting what, they've, you know, what they're doing in the cricket and the rugby World Cups at the moment is... They're kind of trying to slim them down a bit. The Cricket World Cup has only got eight automatic qualifiers next mm. time around. Um, and the cutoff for that is in September. That's another story. But, you know, the likes of Pakistan and Bangladesh and the West Indies are, are scrapping over uh, that that final qualifying place. They might have to go automatic qualifying, shall we say. And then they might have to go into kind of regional qualifiers. Um, so they're slimming it down. Uh, and it's not a gimme even for established World Cup nations. Um, that you're in the World Cup. And on the other hand, I mean, you, you, I say it's literally for the top nations now just turn up and get in the World Cup. And, and, and so, I mean, t- take logistically, me the, I think it's a, it's a nonsense. Take but. me through some of the, maybe the, the motivations behind it. Is it to get more countries like China, which usually don't qualify, involved well, in there's it? Well, a, there's, a there's a fair amount of politics involved, as usual in FIFA. FIFA doesn't change its spots, and Gianni Infantino... Um, Basically, the, the you know two hundred and eight nations or whatever it is in FIFA, uh, fifty six of them in Africa, fifty four in Asia. So basically, if you've got Africa and Asia on your side, you you've got the backing of FIFA. What's the best way to get Africa and Asia on your side? Give them more World Cup places, and hardly a coincidence there. Um, from our point of view, in Asia, might be great for us. You know, we four and a half place at the moment, so four guaranteed places, and the half place means that the the fifth place team goes into a playoff with, I think it's Concacaf at the moment for that for the right to to play in the World Cup. That's probably going to go up to. They haven't released uh, how the forty eight teams are going to be made up, but, but that will probably go up to eight and a half teams. You'd assume more. that Europe isn't getting that many more spots, whereas the Europe, the, 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 the rumor is Europe gets three extra, so it goes up from thirteen to sixteen. Um, same as South America, I think they'll get two or three extra. Asia will get four extra. Africa will get five extra. So you'd have nine African, I think it's nine or ten African teams in the World Cup. Maybe justified, maybe not. I mean, Africa probably the next strongest continent after Europe and, and the Americas, certainly South America. Um, but it's not done on Australia. It's done, look, 
China are not going to qualify for a World Cup at the moment for a very long time. They're 82nd in the world. They're struggling in Asian. They scraped in the final round of Asian qualifying. FIFA wants China in a World Cup. China's got the money. It's got the power. It's got the. It just hasn't got a football team at the moment. Let's face it. Which buying up, and we'll come on to can the, be the latest one. subject of tr- transfer speculation in China in a moment. China, no, no secret the fact that China wants a World Cup to host a World Cup. FIFA wants it to host a World Cup. So don't be surprised. We're 48 teams to accommodate in a World Cup in 2026. Uh, it can't happen 2018, 2022, because those World Cups are already decided in the lovely venues of Russia and Qatar. And that's another <laughs> subject, subject of another rant. Um, anyway, uh, so we go to 2026. You've got to have the logistics. You've got to have the infrastructure to be able to accommodate 48 teams. 48 teams training pitches of a World Cup standard. It's not just about the stadiums. You go up to 80 matches instead of 63, 64, whatever well, it is at the moment. Be, this is what I wanted to talk about. Where You probably need an extra stadium or two. That's probably doable for most countries, most football countries. It's How do you accommodate 48 uh, squads of 22 players in uh, adequate... Uh, not adequate, you need world-class facilities, 48 world-class training bases um, and all the entourages and all the media and all logistics. I mean, I think about it from our point of view at AFP. We are a global news agency. We go and cover World Cups, you know, mob-handed. We send a huge team of reporters, photographers, videographers, all the rest of it, editors, picture editors and so on to a World Cup. Now we've got 80 games to cover in 32 days. The logistics of working out how to actually cover and get your reporters around the various venues. Don't talk to me about Russia in 2022. The distances are vast and we're trying to work this all out at the moment. But the logistics just for the media, just for the entourages of actually getting around for 80 games in 32 days. That's what we're talking about and covering all of those because everybody wants to read about their team. And how many of these games are going to be absolutely meaningless? I mean, I, I, I mentioned this. They're talking about doing 16 groups of three. Is that, is that, mm. the, is that the thing? 16 groups of three, which top two from each group go through, which means basically if you lose one game, you could be out. So you just you know, play for a draw. Was it Spain lost to New Zealand, was it? In, yeah. Or Switzerland in the World Cup they went on to win. Mm-hmm. They do that in a, six, in a 48-team World Cup. Spain are out. And the great Spain team doesn't win the World Cup and go on and become multiple World but Cup the, European the champions. Is, is there going to be a sort of fatigue where you've got 80 games and, you know, mm. are people going to keep watching when it's... Well, this is the danger, I think. I think, I think we're on football Cote overkill. Dubois, you know? We see every game of football live on TV now, certainly in this part of the world. We see every Premier League game, every La Liga game, every, every Serie A game. It's all there if you want it. Every, you know, French League, German League, uh, Bundesliga, Major League Soccer, you name it. It's all on TV. Champions League. It's oh, I, I do this for a living, watch sport, and I can't keep up and watch every single game that's out there. So how can a football fan who's holding down a job doing something else where they're not allowed to watch sport for a living, as I do, how can... And you just get... Who, you know, who's going to watch Cameroon against Iraq in a World Cup in China? I mean... <laughs> With the best will in the world, you know, this is what's going to happen. But anyway, it's there to appease people. It's there to make money. You can charge TV companies and sponsors more because there's more matches. You can get more in gate receipts. You can get more in merchandise in the World Cup because you've got more teams in the World Cup. It's all about making money for FIFA. It's all about political appeasement, uh, appeasing Asia, appeasing Africa, appeasing the rest of the world. And it's all about uh, making sure China get either the 2026 or the 2030 World Cup as 
Xi Jinping has asked for. However, Gianni Infantino, the FIFA president, has defended the move. Um, it is an important decision because um, it's time to open to the world a competition like the World Cup, a celebration of football like the World Cup. The competition that uh, makes uh, the world stand still and focus on an event. Um, if we look at how football has developed in the last decades, in the last years as well in particular, we can see that um, the quality of football has become higher and higher all over the world. Of course, European, South American countries are still the strongest ones, are still those who win the World Cup. But uh, uh, if we see, if you look at some of the results in the last World Cups and the competitions, we can see in the youth competitions as well, we can see that other continents are coming up and um, for this reason we have to be uh, open to an expansion and uh, for this reason the expansion has been as well decided. So he's doing a lot of talking and his mouth is doing a lot mm. of moving, but uh, isn't at the bottom, at the end of the day it's just money, isn't it? He's talking about there, he's justifying it as it's a celebration of football, it's an event where the whole world stops and takes notice. It does at the moment, but is it going to be a celebration of football when you've got 48 teams in it? Is it going to be an event where the whole world stops and takes notice in the early rounds when you've got, basically, you're going to have 16 groups with two decent teams and a minnow in each of them? And, you know, it might even be a case of Argentina can put their reserves out against Thailand or something in, in whatever group, you know. Um, and you end up with, like you end up with it in the FA Cup now, where the strong teams, you know, d don't put out their first teams and say, take or leave it. It's not going to happen quite that way in a World Cup because it's too important. But you get to a situation where if there's too many meaningless games or there's too many games that people let's not say meaningless because all the games will mean something in that format where you go to knockout 32 but there's too many games where the most of the world don't care about the result which is what you're in danger of um, then people start to don't switch on their TVs and then you're in trouble at an event I think you know he's talking about it's a celebration of football I think it's a dilution of football and I think that's to the detriment of football we were, the reason you have a qualifying tournament doesn't doesn't everybody watch their own team in World Cup qualifying and isn't that their, your World Cup winning moment almost when your team qualifies if you're a fan from you know Australia or even England that moment we secured World Cup qualification that's a yeah that is a that's as almost as good as winning the World Cup you've got there now it's like you're going to expect to get there it's only, all that's going to happen is if you don't qualify for the World Cup someone's going to lose their job um and your FA is going to have a change in the guard at the top because you should have got there and you certainly should if there's 48 teams in the World Cup but the actual World Cup itself no one's going to bother to watch it until you get to like the last 32, last 16. Who, who cares? Mm. You know, you want to watch Germany against Italy. You, I thought that's why the European Championships was poor this year, expanded to 24 teams. And okay, you had the as odd one. You had Iceland be knocking out England, which was a great Wales giant whatever, killing. You know? But you go back to Euro 2012, you had matches that really were top class matches from the get go. You know, you had England against Italy in their group, against, against you know, Portugal. You had, you had, you know, you had proper, proper top-class teams playing each other from the get-go because there were only 16 teams in the tournament. Um, and that's what you have in World Cups, a 32-team World Cup. In a 48-World Team Cup, 48-team uh, World Cup, you're not going to get it. And I I think it's a, it's a retrograde move. It's not going to change now. We'd better get used to it. But at least it doesn't happen until 2026. 
Absolutely, mate. Uh, well, let's keep things going with football because mm. we have uh, Premier League. Well, Premier League's back, yeah. FA Cup last week and probably the biggest shot was uh, Millwall uh, beating Bournemouth. I did highlight it on the programme last week. It said it was a game I'd keep an eye on. Uh, Mill, Millwall 3-0 uh, th- and Hanson were winners over Bournemouth. I mean, Eddie Howe changed his side... Uh, Played about ten new players and it just didn't work. Anyway, they're back in action at, at Hull today, Bournemouth. But uh, kicking us off, twelve thirty, Tottenham, of course, fresh off their um, FA Cup win and uh, the victory over Chelsea uh, just in the start of the year, um, which is shaking up the top of the Premier League at home to West Brom. Looking to continue their their winning run, Tottenham. I think six games on the trot now they've won and um, keep the pressure on Chelsea because they could move just to within four points of Chelsea at the top if they win that game because Chelsea don't play till five thirty. Come on to that in a minute, but the other three o'clock kickoffs uh, we've got Burnley against Southampton, Hull v Bournemouth, Sunderland v Stoke, Swansea at home to Arsenal, Watford v Middlesbrough, West Ham v Crystal Palace. Well, the five thirty games is the is the big one today for me. Leicester, the champions, obviously struggling in the league, but doing okay in the Champions League up against big teams. At home to Chelsea, and now Chelsea will find that uh, Tottenham have closed up on them, and if they slip up at Leicester away, I mean, Leicester probably going to, you know, they're, they're certainly weakened by the African Cup of Nations at the moment. They've lost Riyad Mahrez and, and Slimani, who are both playing in that. However, Chelsea um, are going to be without their top scorer, Diego Costa, and a bit but, of uh, funny... Oh. I didn't know Diego was uh, African. Is he playing the African Cup of Nations? Uh, no, but he might. He might. He might be learning Mandarin soon, from what we hear. Because um, it's hard to work out exactly what's going on. But uh, the, we're told he's not going to be in the Chelsea matchday squad today. We're told it's because he hasn't trained properly this week, or he hasn't turned up for training. He had a bust up with the uh, Chelsea assistant uh, and fitness coaches. Um, at the same time, it, room, the rumour machine, uh, no doubt put about by Diego Costa's agent, um, has gone into full flow with, uh, at the same time, he's been offered big money uh, to play in the Chinese Super League. Surprise, surprise, and following the footsteps of, of uh, fellow former Chelsea players, Oscar, Ramirez, Demba Bar, Maybe they and hit. manager Andre Villas-Boas. I mean, the way it's going, we'll be able to get a Chelsea old boys 11 do, out in the Chinese Super a, League. Do a WhatsApp group or something? They all text yeah. each other what, they, what they're getting offered. Um, I, I, you know, we're we're here in China, as it were, and uh, I can't give you any more concrete than that. Uh, our Beijing bureau at AFP is, is onto it. We don't know which club has made the offer. Sometimes these are just agents uh, putting out these things in transfer windows to try and get their players a better deal. But he's not conducting himself great. And to be honest, he's a guy. He's he's, he's naturalised Spanish, of course, but he's Brazilian by birth. His family come from a very poor area. Um, and to that sort of player, it's going to be more tempting to large extended family living largely in poverty. Take go, the money. Well, if I can go and earn half a million dollars a week playing mm. in China for a couple of years and I'm still young enough to come back to one of the big European leagues, well, why not do it and secure my family's future? This is the way, uh, maybe not so much the Europeans think, but so this is why I think a lot of South Americans and Brazilians in particular seem to end up in the Chinese Super League for, for silly money and they're not even the top class, but the, the, to me the sea changes this season and, and over the past year is that now China is signing top class players, or trying to, who are at the top of their game. It's no longer like the retirement club. has-beens or whatever. Yeah, um, it used to be, you know, it's the Elkersons and the 
and the and the Dario Conkers and the, the 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 kind of journeyman South American players who went around the the kind of more minor leagues in the world who were decent players but were never quite good enough to get to that top of the La Liga or the Premier League and now they're they're turning up in China but now you know it's Oscar it's Ramirez it's 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 it could be Diego Costa it's Demba Bar it's those sort of players uh, Asamar Gian was another one Asamar Gian yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, players who you know not quite has been yet and Carlos Tevez only 32 I mean getting towards the end of his career but yeah probably still um, a few goals left in him it's just the difference now so China's going shopping for quality not only quantity in terms of you know Brazilians and um, we'll see how this one pans out but that's going to leave Chelsea in a bit of uh, disarray and let's face it when Costa's not in the side they do struggle to score goals so uh, maybe a draw there and and then it all tightens up again. Tighten it's up. funny, isn't it? We're going to New Year. Chelsea were what thirteen games on the trot. They won, and we're going to a New Year, and suddenly, oh, it's all a bit up in the air again. So, we hope so. And then tomorrow in the Premier League, um, it's firmly a Liverpool v Manchester day. We've got Everton v Man City at one thirty. Uh, Everton will be boosted by their own uh, kind of Mancunian German they've just signed, uh, Schneiderlin. Uh, no, Frenchman, sorry, with the German name <laughs> Schneiderlin, who's. Um, who's just signed for £24 million. Pounds. Uh, oh, that's tiny. Uh, tiny good, good work, though, isn't yeah. it, for, for a man who can't get in the Manchester United team, uh, yeah. and they pick up £24 million. This is what the Chinese and, and the TV money Inflation. is doing, though. It's, yeah. Two years ago, he wouldn't have gone for more than six, seven, eight million. a, a guy who can't get in the first team at another club. Now it's £24 million. I mean, and two or three years ago, that would have been a transfer record for, for, for a player. I mean, it's just... Silly money. Anyway, Schneiderlin will be making his debut for Everton against Manchester City, who, uh, you know, down there in fourth need to get going. I must mention Arsenal down in fifth at Swansea. They'll need to get a result there. I fancy them to do it, though, away at Swansea um, today. And then the big one, really, of the weekend, uh, always the biggest game when it when it crops up, Manchester United against Liverpool. And uh, two of the... Uh, Two of the more vocal managers, shall we say, more of the more entertaining managers with their quotes post match. Manchester United's Jose Mourinho, of course, and, and Jurgen Klopp of Liverpool, yeah. who um, confused everyone midweek, including his own strikers, by handing out team instructions on bits of paper <laughs> instead of shouting at the players. Like every other coach. I don't know if you saw the, there's a clip of the Daniel world. Sturridge <laughs> running around with a bit of paper trying to read it, showing it to Adam Lallana, going, What the? does this mean and Adam Lallana shrugging his shoulders and apparently it was just uh, he wanted them to switch to a 3-5-2 from 4-4-2 or something um, and uh, non plus and Klopp admitted they lost uh, 1-0 of course first leg of the League Cup semi-final and Klopp admitted that he kind of lost the plot a little bit and next time he should just tell them yeah um, you know, asking, asking Premier League footballers to read instructions <laughs> during a game I mean come on I mean even Outside the game, I mean, yeah. they're not—they're not, they're not the, the quickest. They're not the brightest sandwich in the picnic box. Sometimes no. are they Premier League football? So that was quite amusing. So, uh, but it's one of those games where, hey, three points, man, Manchester United, Manchester United, United are clinging on, aren't they? In sixth place, they're clinging on to the top five. They're just three points behind. They seem to be always no, that they—they've won like five, six on the trot themselves, and they're still three points behind because everybody else keeps winning above them. But yeah, I mean, you could see maybe Everton getting a result against Man City. Man United, if they could win at home against Liverpool, again, it shakes it all up. Tottenham could win at home to West Brom, and suddenly it's all, you know, Tottenham up, Tottenham right up with Liverpool in second, and Chelsea looking over their shoulders, and all change again. It's fascinating the Premier League this season. I think, um, I think there's a, you know, there's a long way to go, and everyone's saying it was a foregone. Con- 
conclusion for Chelsea? No. And funnily enough, although we talk about at Christmas, the team that's bottom nearly always goes down, I think, all but one time in Premier League history. The team that's top doesn't always win the league. And in fact, as, Very as, rarely. as, as, as like eight in... I think what we now we're in the twenty third year of the Premier League. Only eight times out of those twenty three is the team that's top at Christmas actually gone on to win the league. So the the history books tell you that it's going to close up, and I think it will. Absolutely, mate. We'll come back. We'll talk tennis after this. This is Mumford and Sons with Believe. You may call it in the but you've only lost the night Preset all your pretty feelings May they comfort you tonight And I'm climbing over something And I'm running through these walls I don't even know if I believe I don't even know if I believe I don't even know if I believe Everything you're trying to say to me
Mumford and Sons believe. Danny Hicks in the studio. We're talking sport with the Aussie yeah. Open down at the Rod yeah, first, Arena. Yeah, first Grand Slam of the year uh, is upon us from Monday down in Melbourne. Uh, expect, you know, sweltering temperatures like just like Hong Kong at the moment. And um, some great action. And it, it's unusual to sit here and, and preview a Grand Slam tennis tournament and neither... Serena Williams or Novak Djokovic is number one seeds, women's or the men's. I mean, are we witnessing a change in the guard? Um, probably not so much in the men. I think, you know, we all fancy, I think Murray and Djokovic are, are way out there at the moment in front of everyone. You think Nadal's dropped to ninth in the world, Federer's 17th and seeded 17th, which means he's a bit of a dangerous floater in, in Murray's quarter of the draw, Roger Federer, but he's only played couple of matches in in the Hopman Cup which is a bit of an exhibition event since he's certainly well, not the player he's he come was. back uh, well he's come back from you know he's had six months out with an injury so it takes time it takes time to get match sharp no matter how fit you are in practice Nadal's had his injury problems the past year of course as well I mean um, and he hasn't won a Grand Slam since 2014 now um, and Murray is world number one and deservedly so and and Murray and Djokovic fought fantastic final in uh, in Doha last week and um, in the Qatar Open. And you have to say, if you were one of the other men's players watching that, you just think, this is this is first tournament of the year, and these two are playing, you know, such a standard of tennis that um, it really was an amazing match. And you know, I think we'd dearly love to see him over five in the final again, and maybe Murray can end his his Melbourne hoodoo five. Five finals, five defeats for Murray. Four of them at the hands of Novak Djokovic. Of course, won, he's won six times now in Australia. He kind of owns that that centre course court at Melbourne, but uh, the Rod Laver Arena. But uh, we'll see. I think you know those two nailed on with the final. But probably Murray's got the tougher of the draws. He's got basically Nishikori and Federer in his same quarter. So. He could face either Nishikori or Federer in the quarterfinal, which means, of course, Federer will come up against Nishikori in the last 16. So the fact that Federer and Nadal are down the seedings means we're going to have some great matchups earlier in the tournament, hopefully, if they don't get knocked out in the first or second round. Um, so that's looking good. On the women's side, though, you have to say, you know, Angelique Kerber, world. World number one now, number one seed, defending champion. First time she's defending a Grand Slam. Serena Williams, number two. Not at the best of build-ups. So unlike Murray and Djokovic, who've just been winning for fun, and, uh, you know, Murray's only... That was the first match Murray had lost in, what, was 26, 27 competitive matches. So his first one he lost to Djokovic last week, and by a, by a whisker. Um, however, Serena Williams... Lost to Pliskova in the U.S. Open last year. Lost to Kerber, of course, here in Melbourne last year. Lost to lost uh, beat Kerber at Wimbledon, but then lost to Pliskova of all players. Not that like, great a player in the semi-final of the U.S. Open, and, uh, and um, hasn't played since. Um, the Olympics bowed out very early too. Yeah, know? yeah, went out in the first round of the Olympics, and then didn't play from the U.S. Open until last week. She went to Auckland um, and lost to a wild card. Uh, a girl called Madison Bringle. It's one, of the, one of the ball girls. Um, yeah. Uh, 
and blamed everyone and everything except herself for her 88 unforced errors in the match. It was too windy, it was too cold, the weather was bad, it was too wet, that it wasn't fair, it was this, that and the other, and she, uh, you know... And and annoyed everyone in Auckland by saying, you know, I'm go- I'm off now to Melbourne where it'll be warm and sunny and I can get some proper practice and all this. And um, yeah, they just paid you a lot of money, appearance money, to turn up and you do that anyway. They said they'll have her back, but they would, wouldn't they? Um, by contrast, her sister Venus um, lost early in in Auckland, but said all the right things. She was very sorry for the fans. She'll fail to come back next year and do better in this that and the other um serena yeah she just cuts not a very happy figure on court she's very happy off court she just announced her engagement maybe she's got other things on her mind maybe she's close to the end maybe she's got a wedding plan yeah maybe she's got a wedding to sort out and she's 35 now and she's still within one win of equaling steffi grassel uh, you know uh, modern modern era grand slams total of 23 or beating it rather it's 22, she's setting a new record of 23. She's two Grand Slam wins away from Margaret Court's all-time record of 24. That's probably what's keeping her going. But she, if she goes out early in this one and she maybe goes out early in the French later in the year and she, it becomes apparent that she's not going to compete in Grand Slams anymore, which, you know, is, is a big thing to say at this stage after just one match this season. But she has been out for a long time. Um, maybe... It's, it's, she just says, "Well, I've got other things in my life now," and which is always tough for a champion. Mm. I assume when you're so used to winning, and mm. then you just can't do it anymore. Either your body or your mind or something, it you just can't to, do it. It was virtually automatic for her, wasn't it? it really, uh, you know, you, you look at the draw and say, "Well, mm. Serena's playing; she's going to be in the finals." Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, it, it must get very difficult psychologically. And, and she's got a to bit of. Yourself, I yeah. think she's got a tough opener. She's up against Belinda Bencic. The draw was out yesterday. She's up against a Swiss player, Belinda Bencic, who is you know, was at one point sort of regarded as kind of the new Martina Hingis, but he's not a bad player. Bit of a bit of a journeywoman uh, player, but young, ambitious and you know, these players go out there with nothing to lose. I'm up against Serena Williams, I'll catch a cold in the first round of the Aussie Open. Uh, anything could happen there. Kerber's up against a, a Ukrainian called Lesia Shurenko. Expected to get through that, but Say none of of the top players really, those top four or five have looked in great form in the warm up events, apart from I say Joanna Conter, the British player. Maybe maybe she'll win a Grand Slam and become Dame Joanna (laughs) Conter. That'd give me something else to rant about after going on about Sir Andy Murray last week. Wouldn't put Um, it um, But she just won Sydney last night uh, and she got to the semi in Shenzhen last week she's played two virtually full weeks of warm up she's beaten good players along the way she beat uh, Sybil Kova she's beaten Radwanska in the final in Sydney last night she's beaten top 10 players and she's won a title already she goes into Melbourne absolutely full of confidence and of course Melbourne last year where she had a run to the quarterfinals um was where it kind of all began for her in terms of her climb up the rankings into the top ten. She'll move to number nine in the world. She's seeded ten for this. She'll move to number nine in the world um, come Monday. Who knows? We might, might end up with two British Grand Slam champions in the Aussie Open. I mean, it, it'll never happen. I it'll don't think it'll happen, happen. but it, it suddenly becomes a possibility. And isn't that, isn't that great for all us uh, as people of a British persuasion? As for the Australians, I mean, you've got your you've got your bad boys, haven't you? You've got your um, Tomic and your Kyrgios uh, holding out the hopes. But I just get the feeling with Kyrgios, talented though he is, even if he sorts his head out, he's just not fit enough to win five-set match after five-set match after five-set match. And I think, 
you know, when he comes up against a Murray or a Djokovic, and Murray or a Djokovic knows this boy's talented. He may be going to take a set of us, so we'll but over five sets, yeah. he's going to fade because he hasn't got the match fits. They don't train properly. Um, he's admitted he doesn't train hard enough in the past. He cramps up on court, and then then the old demons come into the head. And I think Tomic is a bit of the same. And it's a shame because those boys are still young and they can do it. And you know, even Rod Laver talking this week about how talented Kyrgios is, and he can win Grand Slams and all the rest of it, and bring the glory back to Australia tennis. But he's got to work hard at it because the one thing you know, Djokovic and Murray and Federer and Varinka and Nishikori and Ryanich, who's a number three seed, who is very dangerous. I mentioned him two Grand Slam finals last year. He's due a Grand Slam soon. Young, ambitious, and they put in the hard yards. And you've got to do that because you've got five set matches in probably 40-degree heat coming up. That's a hard two weeks of work. And even the training, you know, you're training in the heat. Um, if you've not got the fitness in your legs, it's no good, you know, Tomic saying two weeks ago he was five kilos overweight, but it's okay, he's dropped five kilos now, and now he's fit. No, sorry, if you haven't got the hard yards in your legs... You know that Murray, all during that off period up to January, and Djokovic, although they won't have been playing much tennis, they'll have been pounding out the miles on the roads, they'll have been in the gym, they'll have been building up their core strength, their body strength, their stamina, because they know there's a long season ahead and the tennis will come. There's a reason they're champions. There's a reason they're champions and they've got the dedication, they put in hard yards. And Tomic and Kyrgios, I think, are two greatly, greatly talented players and I'd love to see Australian tennis back at it's best, you know, it challenging because we miss, you know, the Pat Cashes and the Leighton Hewitts when they were at their best and players like that. And even going back to the, you know, my day, Yvonne Gulagong, Yvonne Cooley and players like that. Um, when I was growing up, there was always Aussies up there. John Newcomb, Tony Roach, they, they were always great Aussie players around. And yes, I can remember Rod Laver playing. <laughs> just, uh, I, was only a, I was only a wee nipper. But... Uh, no, I think uh, no. We've been devoid of that, and the Aussie Open has been devoid of that. And you talk about Stan Souza, who won the U.S. Open. Of course, she never plays well again in front of her own fans in Australia for some I reason. I don't think she plays and well she, in general. But she that's went just, out early yeah. last week as well. So I mean, um, yeah, I'd love to see a Kyrgios or a Tomic come through, but I don't think it'll be this tournament. I think they need to get a year of hard work into them on the circuit, training and playing properly, and maybe th- this time next year we'll be talking about them as contenders. I don't know, this curious mate, I'll put a bet on with you for a Coke Zero or something. How many broken rackets we'll see uh, after the first yeah, he's round? Not, he's not a great racket breaker, is he? No. He's, he's, he's more a tanker. He, yeah. he, he, he tends to just... Well, He doesn't smash his racket, he just sort of shoulders go down and he, he pats one back and walks off the court mm. um, and gets warned by the umpire. You can't really do that, Nick. Well, I can do what I like. Um, you know. Well, no, you can't. <laughs> you have an obligation to do your best. It's in the rules. We'll see what happens. Professionals. We'll see what happens next I, week. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fascinating tournament because, as I say, for the first time in years, you can't. Above, apart from the top two in the men, you can't really predict anything. Um, it's always been in the past. We go, you know, Murray, Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal, and those that end up being the top four and blah blah blah. But up to that period, that. I think it's going to be fascinating because, I say, you've got Reinich, you've got Nishikori, you've got Varinka, you've got Chilich, you've got, you've got all these guys. Um, and you've got Federer and, and, and Nadal down the draw. And in the women's, I think it's anyone's. You know, it's whoever's in form. And the form player at the moment is Joanna Conta. She's got more ranking points this year than any other player. So, fingers crossed. Mate, thanks so much for coming in. We'll talk to you next week. Here's some CeeLo Green, Bright Lights, Big City.
Club Tropicana by Wham there. Here's some shins named for you. Albopictus mosquitoes can transmit dengue fever, and we must remain vigilant throughout winter. They can breed even in very small water bodies, and their eggs can survive the winter and hatch when the weather turns warm. Remember to remove stagnant water from containers like vases. Water storage containers should be covered tightly. Let's work together to eliminate mosquitoes. Prevent dengue fever. Act now.
Jefferson Starship, we built this city. Your weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight. It will be cool, cloudy to overcast with one or two rain patches. Windier with a few rain patches in the next couple of days. Low, low temperatures, I'm talking 13 degrees. It's 16 degrees at the minute, 84% relative humidity. News and more music up next.
East Coast. Freezing conditions are also continuing in the Balkans and Turkey. The news from RTHK. The Chief Executive will deliver his policy address in the Legislative Council on January 18th. The full text will be released simultaneously on the website www.policyaddress.gov.hk. Copies of the full text and a leaflet will be available at public inquiry service centres of district offices and at the footbridge entrance to the central government offices at Tema that afternoon. You will also be able to collect the leaflet at major MTR stations, shopping centres and other selected locations.
Lost Kings there with Phone Down. It's The Juice on Radio 3. Judd Boaz with you. Here's one of my favourite songs, D'Angelo and the Vanguard. Back to the Future. Back to the way it 
An international station for an international city. This is Radio 3. Natalie Imbruglia with Shiva. 
here on Radio 3. Time for some new music. This by Ed Sheeran, who's released a couple of tracks of his upcoming album. Uh, he released it, I believe, last week or something. Already has 31 million views. There you go. Ed Sheeran on top of the world. Here he is, Castle on the Hill. When I was six years old, I broke my leg. I was running from my brother and his friends And tasted the sweet perfume of the mountain grass I rolled down I was younger then Take me back to when I found my heart Broke it, it made friends and lost them through the years And I've not seen Country lanes when we did not know. The- 
isn't it but the melody lingers on? This week on Vintage Chart Toppers, we are going to look back at the decades between the 1920s and the 1950s. We will have a little look at some country and western, watching that little woof woof in the window, and a look at one of the early jazz vibraphonists and his famous vocalist wife. That's Vintage Chart Toppers, Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. on Radio 3. lingers on. I really believe in love I really believe in love that won't die But no matter how hard I try I just can't make you realize I've been here all along When it comes to me and you No spotlight on Cause you always think that you can do Yeah. 
Nathan Sykes there with Famous. Let's keep this thing rolling. If you have a request, 
David Bowie and Queen, Under Pressure. This next one comes from Vancouver, British Columbia. It's by a band called Japan Droids, who are releasing their third album, Near to the Wild Heart of Life, later on this month. Here's a lead single of it, No Known Drink or Drug. It's Japan Droids. Line your face. 
Into his death at a breath on the treadmill of the famous. He makes mistakes, tells stories to his paintbrush. And when the world finally sees his art, he wishes that he never would have made it. Just escape, just escape. Ricochets and he cooks his fate. Living in a city with a grandmother over your shoulders and you're becoming suffocated by the weight. Can't hit those brakes. This is what you wanted, huh? But you got it all in vain. Cause you forgot who you are. Right as the world learn your name, it goes. Issues. Ashtray is this asphalt. American spirit, black copy conversations in a passport. When God gives you everything, everything that you ever asked for, and it still looks a bit different than when you pictured it on that back porch. And I'm world traveler, all I got is my songs. When the nights start blending into one another, and I don't recall. Tom Petty, all I wanna do is free fall. Yeah, free fall. And I'm so caught up. I'm caught up, I'm caught up, and I'm so tired. Swore that I wouldn't stare into the light, and guess who tried it? I'm blinded by this limelight, this limelight. It's all night, it's all day. These bright lights, these bright lights. Once you turn them on, you can't walk away. Don't die here, don't die here. I came too far, I'm too great, but I'm too scared. I'm too afraid to stare this world into its face. I'm almost home, I'm driving lost. My eyelids closed, light turns to gray. The camera's off, the show is over. You close the curtains and just escape. Land, we're falling Fences teaming up with Macklemore there. Macklemore doing what uh, I think the kids call spitting bars. I think that's what they call it there with arrows. Here's one that came out, I think, last year. Well, well, I guess it came out uh, 2016. Blossoms. Blown Rose.
Kendrick Lamar had a request come in for the new Rick Astley song. Uh, he released his first album in like 10 years, more than 10 years, uh, at the tail end of 2016, and apparently it's going gangbusters with the people of Hong Kong. If you are a person in Hong Kong, or perhaps around the world, and you'd like to request a song, give us a call, 233-88266. Rick Astley still hasn't given up. Pray with me. If you're ever gonna make this work You gotta pick yourself right up from out of the dirt You might need someone to give you help 
built on understanding. This also applies when using stored value facilities for electronic payments. Look after your stored value facilities and passwords and adjust the security settings on your computer or mobile phone. Manage the value to be stored according to your payment needs and make sure you understand the terms and conditions, the fees and how personal data is handled. And be sure to check transaction records to identify any unauthorized transactions.
station. This is Radio 3. Jesse J, Nicki Minaj, Bang Bang. Thanks so much for joining me on The Juice. I'll be back next week with a few more guests. The weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight. It will be cool, cloudy to overcast with one or two rain patches. Windier with a few rain patches in the next couple of days. Rather cool in the morning. 16 degrees at the minute, 83% relative humidity. Hey, stay tuned. Still have world vibes with Pierre Tremblay coming right up. As well as the news, have a lovely afternoon.